0: Hi, this is Roger B, and I'd like to put something on record about the Wildlife Sound Recording Society doing their Zoom meetings during the COVID-19 lockdown. Uh, during the uh, COVID-19 lockdown, they, they organised Zoom meetings for the membership. Uh, these were held on a Wednesday evening, and, uh, and each week there was a different title for the meeting. Members were invited to submit five minutes recordings each so that they could be listened to and commented on by all those attending. The number of members in the Zoom meeting was restricted to around a dozen so that there was plenty of time for discussion. One of the meetings had uh, what we had were th- the title was Habitat and I did a good deal of pondering about my would-be submission. I decided to think about my favourite habitat. Do I put forward one of my interesting Arctic ones that I always enjoy? The skill in timing these visits to the Arctic is paramount. I would aim to chase the melt northwards to be there when the lakes are becoming free from the winter ice, to be there when the black-throated divers arrive and when the snow was retreating off the hills and the breeding wagers, such as dotterel and purple sandpiper, arrive. Or, oh, do I relive the fantastic visit to Madagascar, when everywhere my ears pointed, there were sounds that I found utterly amazing, and mostly completely unrecognizable? That glorious morning recording of indri Lima while the forest was still dripping from the refreshing night-time downpour wonderful exhilarating and unforgettable oh do i review those many habitats visited on various trips to australia they range from the very sticky equatorial rainforest up in cape york and their birds of paradise and snoring cassowary through those gloriously fertile open farmlands to the moisture sapping near desert and real desert areas. All with their wonderful hot spots around retreating water, which attract huge flocks of brightly coloured birds, like those bright green guards that are also a photographer's dream, set against that parched, laterite, red ground. I thought of all these, spending hours and hours remembering those many different habitats, reliving the experiences of a lifetime. Somehow, though, I I didn't find any of them that I could call my favourite. The one where I could be at peace, where I could relax and savour the moments and enjoy every time I was there. Everybody's favourite habitat will relate to the feelings they have when there. As I mentioned before, my favourite habitat will not be the one that thrills me to the core, I will leave that to the injury of Madagascar, It will relate to the habitat where I can lose myself, feel part of it, and be comfortable in. A habitat where I can disappear into, becoming as one with it, and that has to be, and can only be to my ears, the glorious habitat of the English country garden. I have been lucky to spend most of my adult life in the English countryside, The gardens therein have been cultivated and carefully tended for decades and sometimes centuries. These gardens have flora both endemic and cultivated. The range of plants varies from the very mature trees to the ever-changing annual displays of specially cultivated flowers and vegetables. The soil has been turned into fine tilth full of goodness year after year, all of which attracts a wide range of fauna, from the myriad of insect types through to those pesky mammals that give gardeners apoplexy. The main sound in the garden though is the birds, with a gentle buzzing of the insects to act as a pleasant counterfoil. The combined sounds of the many different birds that are attracted to this habitat are what makes this my favourite habitat. So here I am, sitting in my favourite deck chair, in the shade of that old apple tree, enjoying the gorgeous scent of the wild honeysuckle that trails over that old palisade fence, along with the heavy scent of my favourite musk that I planted many years ago, and now covers the arbour next to the small pond where the damselflies skim, and the frogs croaked earlier in the year. The recording I used for the meeting is controlled by thrushes and blackbirds, accompanied by the continuous buzzing of bees. There is an old carrion crow talking (laughs) to itself in one of the tall pines along the edge of the adjacent field, and a robin adds its trill notes every now and then, while in the distant, a cuckoo, cuckoos. Other regular residents such as Wren, Chaffinch and Goldfinch add their important songs to the mix and a visiting Yellowhammer arrives to take advantage of the natural food sources that are always available in this old English country garden. This is my favourite habitat so please relax with me in this fabulous aural spectacular Close your eyes, soak up the warmth of the sun, take a sip from the cup of the Earl Grey tea and enjoy the world about you. Bye for now.